2: This is New York Game Day, presented by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. When it's game time, it's Tully time. Infinity, discover more about the luxury and performance of an Xfinity QX60 crossover at XfinityUSA.com or visit your local Infinity dealer today. And by the engagement experts at London Jewelers. Visit them at any of their seven locations, including Short Hills, or shop online at LondonJewelers.com.
0: Welcome back. It is hour three of New York Game Day, which means it's time for my locks of the week, brought to you by Corona.
2: Anita's three locks of the week.
0: All right, gentlemen. Uh, last week went two and one again. Seems to be the trend now. So uh, that puts us at twenty eight and eighteen on the season for my locks of the week which has us at 62% again. So we continue to help the people win some money, which is fantastic. Uh, By the way, again, this portion of the show also brought to you by bet 365, whatever the sport, whatever the moment it's never ordinary at bet 365. Okay, here we go. Let's start. First and foremost, I'm starting with the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I like the Ravens here. This line has been fluctuating. Uh it's it's it was at three and a half and then it dipped down to three last night. Then with news that uh Mostert is out, went back up to three and a half, now it's back down to three. I'm gonna buy it down to minus two and a half. So what does that mean? I'm gonna spend $125 for every one hundred dollars that I wanna win back, and I'm gonna buy it down to minus two and a half. So the Ravens, minus two and a half today. Again, Waddle is already out, two is banged up, Mostert is out. This allows the Ravens defense to really focus on slowing down Tyreek Hill. This is a Dolphins team that has not been able to beat any team on the road that's above 500. That stadium's going to be rocking. The Ravens are fighting, battling out to get the number one seed in the AFC. They've got a top five offense, defense, and special teams. Lamar Jackson has been otherworldly the last four games. So uh, I love this Ravens team. I like this matchup. Again, the Ravens minus two and a half. Uh, Mike, let's start with you because you know the Dolphins better than most. Uh, your thoughts on this matchup?
1: Should be a great game. You know, I like Baltimore today because the game's in Baltimore. If the game was in Miami, you know, I'd probably favor Miami. So, um, you know, I, I think there's a, a budding superstar in the Kyle Hamilton. I'm assuming mm-hmm. that he's going to play. But, um, you know, we saw him against San Francisco. You know, when you evaluate a safety, you want to say, hey, can he play deep in the post and he did that he had a pick in the end zone can he blitz we've seen that can he cover in the slot we've seen that with another interception so um i think he's a big key of the game i'm assuming he's going to play but that's something to keep an eye on
0: amani thoughts on this ravens miami miami game today
3: well i think it's going to be one of those games where uh, i played in one of these games against the patriots both of the teams were in the playoffs um, it was just kind of a, a window dressing, the sick game, 16, the last game of the season. And it's a weird type of thing because it's almost like a preseason game. Cause you know that you might, you, there's an opportunity that you can play this team again in the playoffs. So you don't want to show all the intricate blitzes. You don't want to show too much. You want to win the game, but you want to win it, the, you know, not, uh, giving away some of your best, uh, uh, scouting not giving away some of your your best uh you know you're not 100 percent going 10 10s trying to win this game because you want to leave something in the bag and so it's it's going to be a very interesting game i feel like um the ravens are more in the driver's seat to get the um the number one seed and um i, I just don't know if if miami really has uh, a realistic shot at that so i I don't know. I just I feel like it's going to be a, 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 a who's going to it's going to game of chicken on who's going to really actually win this game as opposed to the best team out there going to go out there and compete and try to win um, with all with with no regards for what, the, the possible second meeting in the playoffs.
0: Well, again, uh, my my number one lock of the week, I, I really like this Ravens, again, as Mike said, on the road uh, for the Miami Dolphins in, uh, in Baltimore, in Charm City. So I'm going to go the Ravens minus two and a half for my first lock of the week. Uh, my second lock of the week, there is a lot of great teasing options on the slate today. I, and, I, and I mean a lot, like teasing the, the Washington Commanders up to plus 20, uh, teasing the Patriots up to plus 20. Uh, teasing the the Philadelphia Eagles down to minus six and a half. But here are the two that I'm working with. One is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Right now they're getting four and a half. So I'm going to take the six points with a two-team six-point teaser, and I'm going to tease the Pittsburgh Steelers up to ten and a half. Why? They're rolling with Mason Rudolph. Uh, I like him. I like the chemistry that we saw between him and George Pickens. The Seattle defense, not great against the run. They've given up 20 rushing touchdowns, actually 15 their last 10 games. And you got that one-two punch in the backfield with Warren and Najee Harris. Seattle's offense has been very inconsistent. I think their offensive line is going to have a a handful with TJ Watt and company. So I like the Steelers and getting the Steelers with 10 and a half points going up against Seattle. That's my first leg. Uh, Let's come back to you guys. Gentlemen, thoughts, thoughts on the Steelers today.
1: You know, it, it's there's some analogies to the Giants. You know, DeVito, Tyrod Taylor. You know, Mason Rudolph played really good football. I just don't know, Anita, if that's sustainable. So um, I just um, should be a very competitive game. You know, both teams live. But um, I'm not a big believer in Mason Rudolph.
0: Okay, but you're getting 10.5 points to start the game.
1: Yeah, you can talk me into that.
0: Okay. Amani, thoughts on Pittsburgh and Seattle?
1: Oof. You're
0: starting the game and you're already up 10 and a half points, Amani. You're already up 10 and a half points. Do you think it's, the Steelers it, can cover? Do you th- I guess my question Pittsburgh to you, do you is do you think Seattle's going to beat Pittsburgh by 11 points?
3: Is, is Pittsburgh at home or is Seattle at home?
0: They're in Seattle.
3: Yeah, I, I'd, take the, I'd take Seattle on the 10 points. That place Do is you
0: think the, Seattle's going to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers by 11 points?
3: Absolutely. Because okay. that place is ridiculous to play in. Like, it, I've never believed in home field advantage anywhere. But you go to that place. I remember being in the bus after the game, and my ears were—I had tinnitus. My ears were ringing like I went to a rock concert or a hip-hop concert, whichever uh, concert that plays loud music. Um, but it was—it was hard. It was—it it was a problem. That twelfth that man or whatever they have up there—it's a real thing. It makes average pass rushers become great, and great pass, bass, great um, edge, uh, blindside blockers become average and uh yeah it's it's a tough place up there i definitely think seattle will take it and i'll they'll they'll, they'll add on the points i'll give me the ten. Uh, this,
0: the second leg to this teaser that i'm playing mm-hmm. is the rams uh this ram this this rams line now has jumped to minus six um i don't want your analysis yet let's save that for the end of the show because we always like to give our score predictions uh but i like the rams here they're on extra rest They haven't played since Christmas Eve. Meanwhile, the Giants just on four days off of Monday night football in a very physical game against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, This Rams team is cooking with gas right now, averaging 28 points, if not more, a game. Uh, Everybody's healthy uh, with Stafford, Cup, uh, Puka, Williams, the Giants' second worst in regard to yards per carry against opposing running backs at 4.7. I think the Rams' offensive line is is has got the physicality to hold off this Giants' defense. So I've got the Rams as a pick'em. I've got the Pittsburgh Steelers at plus ten and a half. That's leg two of my uh, locks of the week in regard to um, in regard to a uh, a teaser. And last but not least, I talked about this earlier on the show. Talking about that Rams game, Puka is a fourth round wide receiver from BYU. Okay. He is 146 yards away from passing Bill Croman's rookie season record at 1,473 total receiving yards. Last week, he got 11 targets for 164 yards. He's got six games with over 100 yards. He's got three of three games of over 100 yards, even with Cooper Cup on the field. He's averaging 80% of the team's targets and has more receiving yards against the Blitz than Cooper Cup does at 205. So with that being said, um, you know, Mike, I'd like to come to you first and foremost. What were your thoughts about Puka coming out of this year's draft?
1: Yeah, you know, I thought he was a mid-round pick, just a little concerned about um, his speed. Thought he was a big, tough physical possession guy. Obviously, clearly exceeded, you know, my expectations as well. And... They do a really good job at the Rams. They spend a lot more time looking at play speed at, like, games or all-star games than they use, you know, the, the times at Indy. You know, their their feeling is, and they're proving out to be right more and more, is, like, how somebody plays in a game is much more representative of who they are. Um, and to their credit, they've done an amazing job.
0: Absolutely. So, so those are my three locks of the week. Uh, Puka over... Um, again, I just want to give you that correct number. Puka over 69 and a half receiving yards. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens at minus two and a half. And I'm going to play a two-team six-point teaser. I'm going to tease the Rams down to a pick And I'm going to tease the Pittsburgh Steelers up to plus ten and a half. In Seattle, taking on the Seattle Seahawks. Pittsburgh playing with added motivation. They need to get into the postseason. Those are my three locks of the week. Again, uh, brought to you by Corona. Corona, an official Cerveza of the New York Jets. We come back. It's time for Mike Tannenbaum's Bomb of the Week. Brought to you by Slomans. Stay tuned for that. Also, we'll take our tour around the NFL. Find out uh, where everything sits. The, The NFL playoff machine, the ESPN NFL playoff machine, came out last week. Uh, Needless to say, I've been spending copious amounts of time uh, on that bad boy uh, trying to anticipate who's going to make it to the postseason, who's not.
2: We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. Now, back to New York game day with Amani Tumor, Mike Tannenbaum, and Anita Marks. The bomb is about to be dropped. It's Tannenbaum's Bomb
1: of the Week.
0: That's right. Time for Mike Tannenbaum's Bomb of the Week brought to you by Slowman's. Mike, lay it on us.
1: I'm going to go with um, the Green Bay Packers beating Minnesota tonight and making the playoffs. Um, right now, they're 7-8. They're one game behind the Rams in Seattle. The Rams are at six. Seattle's at seven. Minnesota's at eight. Um, I think they got to win probably both games to get in. But Minnesota's going with Jaron Hall, another team playing four quarterbacks this year. And I think Jordan Love and this offense continues to get better and better. I'm not in love with this Packer defense. But I think the Green Bay Packers win tonight in the last game of the 2023 calendar year. And I think they make the playoffs.
0: It's Mike Tannenbaum's Bomb of the Week brought to you by Sloman. Slomans has low-price home heating oil for all New York football fans. Low prices, zero sacrifices for 100 years. Sloman has been a staple in home comfort. Call 866-OIL-DEAL right now. Also, this portion of the show brought to you by Bud Light, the official beer of the NFL, so make sure you enjoy responsibly. Um, All right, guys, uh, taking a look at this, uh, uh, first of all, have you spent any time on this NFL playoff machine on ESPN.com, either of you?
3: I have not. Nope. Mike.
0: Okay. Nope. Uh Well, don't hate me. Um, <laughs> because once you once you once you get on it, it's it's addicting. So pretty much. So here I am on week seventeen. Okay. Okay. Let's have some fun with this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here I am on week seventeen. We we collectively have to pick the winners here. Okay. Okay. So um so as we know, Cleveland won. Dallas won. Ravens. Dolphins. So we're all on the Ravens, right?
3: Yep. Okay. In the playoffs?
0: No, no, no. Week 17, this week. Okay. We're going to pick the winners this week and next week. You ready? Okay, gotcha. Uh, The Buffalo Bills against the Patriots. Straight up. Buffalo Bills. Agreement? Buffalo Bills, yes. Okay. Uh, The Atlanta Falcons or the Bears? I'm on the Bears. What say you guys? Where is it? It's in Chicago.
3: Ooh, I'm on the
1: Bears, yeah. Mike? Yep, I like the Bears.
0: Okay, Uh, the Colts at home, rolling with Gardner Minshew. The Raiders coming in uh, after a big game against Kansas City. Um, I'm on the Colts here at home. Give me the Raiders, Mike. You decide the difference. Colts. Okay. Uh, The this is interesting. The Carolina Panthers in Jacksonville. No Trevor Lawrence. It's Bethard. Um, I still think Jacksonville wins. What say you guys?
1: Ooh, I don't think so. I, I think this is a team just going the opposite direction. I think it's more than just Trevor Lawrence's injury. They're not protecting well. Um, I think this is a team. They've lost four straight. You know, I, I don't believe in them anymore. I'm off the bandwagon as well. Absolutely. Okay.
0: Yeah. All right. So we're going with Carolina there. Uh, the Texans getting C.J. Stroud back at home against the Tennessee Titans. It sounds like Will Levis is back under center. I like I like the Texans with C.J. Stroud back. What say you? Hmm.
1: Uh, I'll go with Houston as well.
3: Yeah, I, I'm a I'm a Houston as well. I I really like uh, C.J. Stroud, even though he's a Ohio State guy. But man, he is. Uh, I think that he, he, him being back is going to give that entire team a shot in the arm.
0: The Rams at the Giants. Are, I, I'm assuming we're all on the Rams, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, the
1: the just waiting for some confirmation
0: there, gentlemen. Thank you. What about Imani? um well we, both of us two two of two of the three of us just two of us the three of us have to be on a team and and, and that's what we're rolling with okay. uh, the Philadelphia the Philadelphia Eagles at home against the Cardinals uh I I've got the Eagles here are we all in agreement
3: yeah I got the, the Eagles, uh, yeah.
1: I I think it's actually I, I I think this is like 30 to 27 I think this game is a little bit like last night's game I think it comes down to the last possession Mm-hmm.
0: Um. The, here's 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 an interesting one. The Bucks at home against the Saints. I like the Bucs, but the odds makers here, this line, something's fishy is going on. I wouldn't be surprised if the Saints win, but I'm leaning towards the Bucs. I'm kind of shrugging my shoulders, my shoulders here. What, what say you guys? Who do you like here?
3: I like the Bucks. I, I just feel like there's just much better feel about that team, and I, I think the whole car, um. Just the inconsistencies he's had this entire season, coming in and out of the lineup. Um, I, I'm just, I just do not believe
1: in the Saints. Mike. Yeah. I think Tampa Bay is one of the most underrated stories. 75 million of dead money. Baker Mayfield, resurgent. They've been a fun team to watch this year.
0: Fantastic. So we're all in the Bucks. The 49ers at Washington. No surprise, right? No, we, we don't even have to have a conversation here, right? The 49ers. Um, the Steelers at Seattle. Now I like the Steelers. I like the Steelers. I think the Steelers win here. What say you guys? Uh, well, Amani, Amani is like Amani likes Seattle. He, he I like des- Seattle. I know you do, Mike. You're the deciding factor here. You just I like you, you make the call. Okay, so I'm gonna go Seattle there. Uh, you're on the, your own. <laughs> the Cincinnati Bengals at Kansas City. Can the Bengals pull an upset here? Kansas City is reeling. They have not looked good.
1: Yeah, I I, I agree with that. I, I I do, but I like Kansas City today. I think this is like Michael Jordan. He's not going to lose at home again, so um, I don't believe in Kansas City nearly as much because of their tackles. Uh, but I do think they pull it out today.
3: Yeah, I, I just don't think. Uh, I, you know, I actually, I like I like Cincinnati. I like Cincinnati. So you're yeah, going like- with
1: Jake Browning over Patrick Mahomes, money,
3: Yeah, because Jake Browning at least is a is a, uh, a stabilizing force. I think when you look at this Kansas City Chiefs team. You try to figure out what's the problem and there's no specific answer like they have poor sloppy play they have receivers out there lining up offsides, and, and and then giving excuses for them it just doesn't make any sense i feel like when you're a team that's supposed to be a super bowl coming off a super bowl you know that all the little intricacies count and if you are a team that's not performing because you don't because the intricacies are not being taken into account um, you're going to lose much more games than uh, you're going to lose a lot of games that you're, you're supposed to win because of that sloppy. Play. So,
0: so I, I know we'll come back to that by the way, when we're done with week 18 and, and see where we stand with Kansas city. If I was to put Kansas city in that slot to win uh, the chargers in Denver, taking on the Denver Broncos, this game really doesn't matter, but uh, my gut's telling me the chargers win here. What say you guys?
1: Hmm.
3: I say the Chargers win as well. I yeah, mean, you're starting a, a quarterback just because of the starting quarterback. The starting quarterback, um, the starting quarterback uh, 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 his, his, his contract, that's not going to play well in the locker room. with guys who are trying to win right now don't care about anything else but winning and what gives them the best opportunity to win. And if Sean Payton can uh, spit in my face and call it rain, um, that, that's <laughs> I'm just not believing
1: in it but
0: i gotta I remember say, that one
1: but i will say this though um jared stidham's playing with like you know there's nobody in this game that has more to gain than jared stidham meaning mm-hmm. yep he could be the star on opening day next year because again you know you're looking at a bronco team that's going to look a lot like the buccaneers this year you know eating a ton of dead money trying to get through a one-year bridge with a veteran quarterback um and stidham knows that obviously and i think that's why he'll play well
0: I I like Siddham. I like Siddham coming out of college. A lot of adversity there. um, Has a lot of issues with his family. Was living with his girlfriend. Um, I just, I just, I I, I like the kid. I like him a lot. And he's had a year to work with Sean Payton. I still just think um, that the Chargers win. And of course, you you and I are both on Green Bay. Okay, so now we have solidified week 17. Gentlemen, now let's look to week 18. Seattle going up against um, the uh, the in Arizona with an opportunity to make it to the postseason. So are, are we all in Seattle there in week 18? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we've all have the Ravens beating the Miami Dolphins, which means they could rest their players in week 18. So do we have the Pittsburgh Steelers winning, beating the Ravens who more than likely are going to rest their players in week 18? We're all in agreement there, right?
1: If that is, yeah. Who, who's the quarterback oh. for the Ravens?
0: Well, um, it would be, um, what's his name? Um, I,
3: I I like the backups. They they did a, a workman's job when uh, when Lamar was out. They did okay. Uh, uh,
0: okay, uh, let's go with <laughs> uh, the Bucks going up against um, the uh, the Carolina Panthers. I've got the Bucks here. Agree. Okay. Uh, the The Cleveland Browns. Uh, this game really doesn't mean anything to to them. Uh, they're stuck in the in, in the in the fifth seed. Uh, because the Ravens, we have the Ravens winning and in, in beating the Miami Dolphins, so they're in Cincinnati. So chances are they're going to rest their players. So this game really doesn't matter, to be quite frank. Uh, actually, it does. If Cincinnati wins, they come in as the as the seventh seed. Very interesting.
1: Mm. I like um,
3: Cincinnati.
0: Uh, Minnesota and the Detroit Lions. Um, again, Detroit could rest their players here. This is this really. There's there's no difference. They pretty much are going to be set in the third seed. Uh, the um, the Bears in Green Bay in Week 18. You've got them winning on Monday Night Football, Mike. Do you got them? Do you have them beating the Bears in Week 18 at home?
1: Yeah, assuming that they have more to play for than Chicago, I do.
0: Okay, uh, the Colts. At home, trying to, to win and get in and, of course, win that, uh, that, that um, AFC conference. Uh, they are home taking on the Texans. Who do you have there?
3: Um, I got the Texans.
0: Mike?
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with Houston as well, assuming Stroud stays healthy. Mm-hmm.
0: There you go. Uh, Kansas City uh, going up against the Chargers. And Kansas City playing for the difference between, let me ask you this, Mike, if you're playing for the difference between a third seed or a fourth seed, are you resting your players in week 18?
1: hundred percent. You... That, that turns into my buy.
0: Okay. All right. So we're just going to go chargers there. Um, how about this one? The Miami Dolphins going up against the, the, the Buffalo Bills in week 18 in Miami. Who do you guys have here?
1: Uh, I got the bill. Can we put a pin on that for a couple of days? Because I I just think we're in a week to week world. Like, look, the Dolphins could win today, obviously, but they're a different team without Mostert and Waddle. Um, so let, let, can we can we give that? A no, good because opinion?
0: what we're doing right now is we're 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 using the this playoff machine to dictate who who we think is going to represent um in 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 the postseason. So, who do you have a money?
3: Uh, I have... I have the Bills. I have the Bills as well, because I think it's going to mean more to them.
0: Okay. Uh, The last week of the season, Atlanta in New Orleans. I have the Saints. Gentlemen?
1: Ooh, I'll go with Dennis Allen at at home.
0: Okay. Um, Here's a... To me, this, this one dictates a lot, and it's the Rams, the final week, getting ready to play the 49ers. But here's the thing. Um... You know, Sean McVay going up against Kyle Shanahan. Mm -hmm. Uh, Who who do you guys have here? Like, there's a good shot, as good as this Rams team has been playing, that they could upset San Francisco. San Francisco would be playing for the number one seed as opposed to the two seed. The Rams would be playing to get into the postseason.
3: Hmm. I I, I like the matchup between the Rams and the Niners, so I'm going to go with the Rams. Because I always Mike? go for the team that's the most desperate.
0: I like the Rams as well. Mike, three for three? I
1: like three? the 49ers. I, I like the 49ers. Like, haven't they be in them like seven straight or something?
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting. All Here's right. So <laughs> so based on, our, based on our conversation and the three of us deciding who's what, okay. Um, right now in the AFC, the Baltimore Ravens would have the number one seed. Cincinnati would have the seven going up against Buffalo. Miami would have the six going up against the Texans. Cleveland would have the fifth going up against Kansas City. Now, If the Miami Dolphins beat the Buffalo Bills in week 18, that changes. Miami then has the second seed, and they will face the Buffalo Bills for the second week in a row because the Buffalo Bills will have the seventh seed, okay? Uh, Going back to week 17, because I do believe that the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to win um, and beat the the Seattle Seahawks, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers, for me, make it into the postseason. So just FYI. Okay, so that, that's the difference there. And the big difference as well in regards to the NFC right now, the Philadelphia Eagles with the number one seed, Seattle with a seven, taking on the 49ers. Uh, and of course, this is only if the Rams beat the 49ers in week 18. Uh, LA, the Rams going up against the third seed, Detroit Lions, and the Dallas Cowboys, the fifth seed, going up against the Tampa Bay Bucks as the fourth seed. If the 49ers beat the Rams... In week 18, they will then have the number one seed, and the Green Bay Packers will then travel to Philadelphia to take on the Philadelphia Eagles. So that Rams-49ers game, um, pending the Rams beating the Giants and the 49ers beating Washington today, that game very well can decide who's going to be the number one seed in the NFC. Very interesting, right?
3: Wow, yeah. I thought the Eagles just were just going to roll away with it. I guess they've struggled the last couple of weeks, and man, let them open the door for the rest of the NFC
0: absolutely Uh, mike some final thoughts here in regards to the 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 playoff picture before we take a break
1: um yeah i just think we're such a week to week you know some these teams look so different anita you know stroud in lawrence out like those are huge huge swings and um that's why like i know it's a fun exercise but it's so hard i mean it's hard to say what's going to happen today let alone a week from now And, and, and again this is the year of the quarterback right 59 different quarterbacks have started
4: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC.
2: Now, back to New York game day with Amani Toomer, Mike Tannenbaum, and Anita Marks. You don't seem, I mean, maybe you're not conveying what you really feel inside, and you don't seem like particularly like, angry or upset about it. I'm wondering if you could just share like, what's really turning inside of you now?
1: Um,
3: I'm not quite sure on the question, Rich. I'm, uh, do you want me me to throw the podium on the floor?
0: (laughs) I think Robert Sala has, uh, had it with the media. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, Rich Samini asking the question, you know, a lot of people feel like Robert Sala not showing a lot of emotion on the field. You know, it was interesting, Amani. Um, I have more questions when I tell people, oh, you know, I'm in the business. What do you do? I worked for the giants broadcast team for seven years. Oh, what's Eli Manning like, (laughs) don't you get that question? What's he like? Because no one really knows because he's so even keel. There's no highs. There's no lows. I kind of feel the same way about Robert Sala. Like like, there's no, like he just, he's like stone faced there on the sideline. Uh, when, you know, his defense is getting their butts handed to them. So I understand the question from Rich Samini. I don't know if that was the nicest response.
3: I don't like the question from Rich Zamini because I, I, I remember um, when when you're on the field, you don't want your coach to be emotional. You want him to be the least impressed guy at what's going on on the field because you want him focusing on the next thing. It's like if you're in a chess match, you can't sit up there and you know start cheering when somebody um, you know gives you an advantageous move. You got to be three steps ahead, so you got to be running scenarios all the time. At the end of the game is when you can, you know, sit back and kind of relish all that stuff. But even then, you have to remain even keel so that when the people on the field that are looking at you and everything's going crazy in their head, they look at you as the source of stability. And so these coaches that are all emotional, I think it's a distraction to the players because the players are emotional. They need to look to somebody to calm and kind of steady things, no matter if you're doing really, really well or really, really poorly. That has to be the rock, and but, I never uh, yeah. like okay. coaches that got all excited because I felt like they're getting caught up in the game. They're fans, right?
1: Yeah, Imani, I see it differently. Uh, the word I would use is you got to be yourself. You have to be authentic. That's a great point. It, it, you know, it's like if you're a guy that has energy and juice, which like when they have had success in the last couple of years, Salah is a guy that presents himself with energy and juice. Mm. Being You know, we're all human, and we Mm -hmm. manifest it differently. And he didn't look like a guy that had energy and juice Thursday night, and that's why I thought the question was fair. And I do think – I'm a big believer in the expression, guys. Like, generals in the Army eat last, not first. Mm -hmm. And the team does take the personality of your head coach or quarterback. Mm -hmm. And that defense was listless, and that's kind of – so I I understood why Samini asked that question.
3: Yeah. No, I agree that that, that's a question that needed to be asked, but I'm just saying, like – my preference for a coach is the one that's a steps ahead, and he's like thinking three steps down the road and not getting emotional. Of course, there are some players some coaches that you know they are who they are, they're not going to change who they are, but I'm just talking about my preference for coaches because there's so much emotion going through your head. you need some kind of counterbalance to stable you stabilize you and the rest of the team on the field but that's that's just my personal preference but you know, you know what you're right you have to be you that's the
1: What's the 100 100 agree you have to be genuine you know anita speaking of preferences you know speaking on behalf of anita and myself our preference is for our teammates to show up each and every week but hey that's a little ah! bit crazy <laughs>
0: Oh, boy. Oh, my uh, By goodness. the way, uh, this portion of New York Game Day brought to you by Bud Light, the official beer of the NFL. Enjoy responsibly. Also brought to you by Bet365. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. Time now for Fantasy Focus brought to you by MoheganSunCasino.com. Gentlemen, some news out there. Jamar Chase expected to play this week for the Cincinnati Bengals going up against Kansas City. They will need him. Kenneth Walker as well expected to play for Seattle against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mostert, as we said, Expected to be inactive week 17. So if you have Act Chain, um, everybody pronounces it differently, uh, good for you on your fantasy team. Uh, Pacheco clears concussion protocol, so is expected to play for the Kansas City Chiefs. As we know, Trevor Lawrence out this week. And Jacoby Brissett um, lands on the injury report uh, due to a hamstring for Washington. So therefore, it looks like they are going to move forward with Sam Howell. Uh, Fantasy Focus, brought to you by MoheganSunCasino.com. Play Mohegan, your favorite casino games, now in the palm of your hand. Visit MoheganSunCasino.com. Must be 21 years or older to play. Help is available for problem gamblers. 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Let's go to our calls. Buddha in the Bronx, welcome in.
4: Hey, happy New Year's to you and your families, guys. Thank you. Thank you. you too. All right, Listen. uh, it's not going to be a happy new year for the Jets. You know, they're in that usual position of utter chaos, you know, looking for a quarterback to save them as usual, whether he's young and trash or old and washed up, you know, uh, it's ridiculous. They'd rather pay big money to quarterbacks than actually do what they need to do and bring in a culture setter. I mean, who who would think that having a good coach would be uh, uh, more important than having a quarterback? I mean, if it was up to me, I go to him, Harbaugh, right now. I'm telling you, look, you got control. You got money. Do what you need to do to fix this team. But they won't, and we all know that. So, you know, it is what it is. We got another year uh, of futility. And and expecting Aaron Rodgers to get healthier, uh, that's funny. (laughs) But you know what? Salah, all the time we hear how bad of a coach Salah is. And I'm not saying he's not a bad coach, believe me. And, And, you know, his podiums and the way he addresses things. And like you said, Mike T, he looked like the life was taken out of his body. It's just the same when he looked in that Jaguars game last year. But I'll say this much. Salah was a bad coach, right? Wilson is a bad quarterback. Who brought them here? You see, this is what sticks in my craw. Everybody here gets criticism. I mean, rightfully so, but except Joe Douglas. This guy came in. Adam Gase brought him in. He knew walked away from him with the 2-14 season. The offensive line was all McCagney's fault. You know, Sam Darling was a bad quarterback. Then he brought in his people, Sala Wilson. The offensive line is still a bad offensive line. The coaching is still bad, and the quarterback play is still bad. And anybody who watched college football knew that Zach Wilson was a whole number two pick Of all players in the NFL draft. That was asinine. But you know what? Again, we're still trying to figure out how all this stuff is going to come into place. Dude's been here five years. Like, that's not a resume? I mean, come on, guys. This is ridiculous. Buddha, thanks for the phone call.
0: Thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. Uh, gave you an opportunity to step on your soapbox. Uh, when we get back, we will respond. Also, we'll have um, our, uh, our score predictions for the Giants-Rams game. And by the way, uh, New Year's Day, we've got the college playoff championships happening. Uh, Texas going up against Washington. Alabama going up against Michigan.
2: Now, back to New York game day with a money tumor, Mike Tannenbaum, And Anita Marks.
0: It is New York game day. Anita Marks, Amani Toomer, and Mike Tannenbaum. Uh, Gentlemen, let's start with the Rams-Giants predictions. Uh, Mike, let's start with you. Score and why?
1: 27-17, Rams. uh, This time of year, simply, Anita, they have a lot more to play for.
0: Amani.
3: 35-24, Rams. Oh! Oh! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just don't think the Giants will be able to score enough. And I think Pukunakua, Cooper Cup, and that high powered Rams offense is going to travel well. Even though it's the West Coast team going east, they do, and playing at the one o'clock slot, I just feel like they still have a little bit more uh, on what it takes and, and what it's going to take to win this game and to score.
0: I've got the Rams 30 to 17 Uh, again, extra rest. They haven't played since Christmas Eve. Meanwhile, the giants only four days removed from Monday night football, physical game against the Eagles. Uh, This Rams team averaging 28 points per game. Everybody's healthy. Everybody's playing uh, exceptionally well, and the Giants' second worst, allowing 4.7 yards per carry this season. And Williams has been an absolute beast in in the backfield. Uh, this Rams offense checks all the boxes: offensive line, rushing game, receiving game, quarterback. You name it. Rams 30, Giants 17. Guys, you guys find it interesting? Like at this time of the year, right? We talk about oh, good defense and good rushing attack because of the weather. Mm-hmm. What weather? What weather? <laughs> Uh, right, like you know, as, there hasn't been like a, a monster snow. There, like no weather has affected in like r- little to no games this season. It's and funny. it's and it's not going to happen this week either.
1: Yeah, well, it's t- funny you say that, Anita. I was in Minnesota last week to call the Minnesota Detroit game. Oh, humble brag. And- well, some of us were working. Some of us, some of us were. It's, exactly. It, it's, the, it, it's the verb that maybe, you know, set you back. I was actually, you know, anyway. <laughs> but um, it was uh, like 50 degrees in, you know, downtown yeah. Minneapolis. Yeah. Like, so I totally agree with what you're saying.
0: So I'm just, I'm just throwing food for thought. We, we mm-hmm. only have four minutes left in the show. I don't want to do a deep dive into this. But global warming, it's a thing, people. OK, and uh, whether you want to believe it or not, it, it's a thing. And um, I, I think this this very well in the next five to seven, ten years, this will affect the way that um, that that, that I, I think the NFL is 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 headed uh, where that philosophy of great defenses and rushing attacks is what you need towards the end of the season because of the weather. What weather? Uh, big reason why, you know, some of the richest people in the world are buying property in and around Detroit, Michigan. Do you guys know this? Mm-hmm. Because with global warming, eventually Uh, That's going to be like the last spot of the United States that's going to have, you know, like the most livable conditions. Anyway, uh, that's a conversation for another show. (laughs) Uh, Real quick, because again, we've got three minutes left in the show. Michigan going up against Alabama. Listen, you got Alabama getting two and a half. You give Nick Saban more than a month to prepare for a team. Uh, Also, I do believe Alabama has the better defense. I I like Alabama in this matchup. Uh, You guys, thoughts on Alabama-Michigan?
1: I like uh, Michigan because I think they're gonna control the line of scrimmage. Um Jalen Milrose is an incredible story, how much he's improved. Uh, but I like Michigan mostly because my daughter goes there and
3: I have of no course. other choice. I the like money. Michigan because
1: I feel like Milrose is
3: improved, but um McCartney, he's been so special this year because not only because of the way he's played, but there have been games where a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL can't do what he's done. He takes a step back and lets the team win. And you look at most of these quarterbacks, they have to be the reason why or else they're going to lose. So I I just like his unselfishness. And when he had to play his best against Ohio State, the difference in that game was he fit in three or four different passes that moved the chains, cut and and extended drives and put points on the board that the Ohio State quarterback did not do. So I have a feeling that it's going to be – uh, a Michigan victory because of how physical they are, and because they have a better they have better quarterback play. And I don't know if Alabama is going to be able to stop this running game of the, of, just, the of, of Michigan. Well,
0: keep in mind they held Georgia just three yards per carry in the SEC championship game. Alabama okay, did, but Georgia Harbs, doesn't have the
3: quarterback that we have.
0: Harbs zero six in his last six bowl games. Meanwhile, Nick Saban six straight college football playoff semifinals. I'm we just throwing more it historians.
3: out there. We need I'm less just, historians and more pioneers. That's what we got. That's what Coach Foster told me. <laughs> All
0: right. Uh, you've got Texas going up against Washington as well. That's the evening game. Mm-hmm. I've got a small lean towards Texas. Uh, I like their rush defense. They're holding opponents to only, eight, only 80 yards per game. Um, I think the under here at 63 and a half is the play. I, I think that's a really hefty number. And I think teams, defenses have to figured out how to uh, slow down Pennix Jr. Guys, any thoughts on Texas-Washington?
1: I, I like uh, Washington. I um, think they're a little bit more of a complete team. I actually think it's going to be a great game. I think these are t- like I, I thought. Florida State should be in, but like for where we are, like over the next couple of days, I think these are both going to be fantastic games, guys. A uh, minute agree. left
0: in uh, a minute left in the show. Amani, thoughts on Texas and Washington? Do you have a play here?
3: I think Washington because they've been so disrespected. Nobody, ate, they almost backed into the be undefeated team, win the Pac-12, a very competitive. Um, conference, and nobody give them any credit for what they 've done in their accomplishment. Michael Pennox jr. I think the way he 's played the majority of this season has been largely unnoticed because he plays on the west coast, and I think he 's going to have his game where he proves to everybody that you know he should have been higher in the in the heisman race
0: so uh, just to recap um Amani and Mike love Washington I've got a small lean towards Texas but more importantly I think the play here is the under at 63 and a half uh of course no surprise both Amani and Mike love Michigan I'm on Alabama give Nick Saban over a month to prepare for a team yeah good luck with that uh so good luck as well in 2024 Mm -hmm. gentlemen uh, always love waking up and spending the morning with you. Big shout out to our producers, Tom and Joe. A lot of moving parts behind these scenes, and they do an excellent job. Happy New Year, everyone. Be safe. Have fun. I'm back on tomorrow, noon to 2.30, right here on 98.70 SBN. Stay tuned. You have Ty and Brandon Jacobs coming your way next.